basically said that. Well, we're live. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> I take it all back. Oh, what'd she say? Uh, well, apparently she said something to the um, uh, to the effect of she wouldn't want to fight a trans woman in the ring because she doesn't believe that it would be an equal match regardless of you know transition. <sighs> Which is a pretty spicy topic. I mean, yeah, it really is. Um, yikes! Should we go there? <laughs> mm, I don't know if we're we have enough science behind this uh, podcast. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think we both know what the answer is to this. Mm. But uh, okay, so. What does that mean? Now she doesn't get to work ever again because she had an opinion on something. She's not allowed to work any. She's not allowed to voice a a character in a video game where they literally beat each other to death mm-hmm. in the goriest, most graphic ways. Literally known to man. Well, here's here's the thing. Here's the the thing that I will agree with because I there's there have been multiple think pieces on this. I read one. I'm not, I don't even remember exactly where it was from. Apologies to the uh, the author on this, but because they all run together now. Yeah, and I mean it's been it's been mashed up with a lot of online you know Twitter rants and stuff like that too, basically stating the same things. But one thing I will agree with in this argument that Ronda Rousey shouldn't have been the voice of Sonya Blade is that there are plenty of you know, experienced actors that could have had this role. And she's not that. That's true. If she was playing her in like a live action movie, maybe. Yeah. Cause you know, she's, she's built like a fighter obviously. Mm-hmm. So she could bring something to it in that respect. But as far as being the voice of it, you know, she's kind of just getting her acting chops now True. in the ring. And she's really not that great of a voice actress from the uh, clips that I know. No, no, no. So that, fa- that as far as that goes, uh, I will but agree. See, that argument is a different argument. Yeah, that's the argument of who deserves this job mm-hmm. based on their qualifications, not on, not based on anything else, not based on your perception of that person or their political leanings or their opinions on the environment or or the trans community or whatever. Mm-hmm. That is a argument based solely on does she deserve the job. Yeah. Did she do enough to secure the job? Did she beat the rest of the competition? Or did they just go, Ronda Rousey's a big name. Let's just say. And she vaguely looks like a white blonde woman mm-hmm. that we created, you know, mm-hmm. 20 years Who ago. Who is a fighter. Yeah. So uh, let's just give her the character. There's, I'm sure it was based on her, her fame. You know, like her. No, it was one hundred percent based name. on her yeah. fame. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't on. It has nothing to do with on her. voice talent. Yeah. Um. No. But uh, one other thing that was brought up in that same article, now that I remember it, was that she apparently posted uh, a very controversial uh, take on Sandy Hook. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. It was obviously it wasn't her video, but she like retweeted it. Ooh. And it was a conspiracy theory saying that you know Sandy Hook was oh, a false flag. God, she's one of those. Well, well, that's not to say that that's what she is, but right. well, well, here's she a, liked or retweeted she this. Retu- I, I think the story was, and you know, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, internet, um, she retweeted it, and then when people started to call her out about it, she pulled the, 
Well, you know, I think it's patriotic to question things. You know, I don't think mm. we should just believe everything that we're told. <laughs> uh, and then obviously that didn't go well. Yeah. Uh, and then she responded. Uh, that's an awful take. Oh, awful. Uh, she responded by saying, essentially, I'm sorry if I offended anybody. That was never my intention. <laughs> it's like, okay. And then that was that. That was that. Yeah, because these things have pretty pretty much flown under the radar. She's been able to just kind of keep her mouth shut after saying some something, something stupid. Yeah. And then just letting it kind of blow over. Yeah. Because especially now in the WWE, you know, they don't take kindly to their superstars raising any kind of stink unless it's been, you know, preconceived and written out and approved by Vince McMahon. So. Right. Her saying anything controversial now, you have to know that Vince knows all about it and mm-hmm. probably wrote it for her. Yeah. So the yeah, fact all that this... she made a stink at all before getting signed. Yeah. You know, kind of speaks to her star power or her perceived star power anyway. Yeah. You know, her being uh, and them and them wanting her so bad that they were just like fuck it. Because they have to know about those things. I'm sure. I think a cursory Google of her would pull up all of these controversies. Mm-hmm. Controversies, if these, you will. These controversies. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, what, you know, uh, if the argument is that she's not a good voice actress and she doesn't deserve the job, all right, I'm, I'm with that. Right. But if the argument is that she's a controversial person who says some things that you don't agree with, Mm-hmm. Like I'm not with that. Well, it's you know it's always hard when you're talking about LGBTQ because it's not it's not the environment. It's not her even take on Sandy Hook. You know, it's it's about somebody's lifestyle and how somebody is. Uh, like, but the the thing is, like, most of the time those statements get misconstrued by people who want to push a political agenda. Yeah, when it's an athlete commenting on something that they're an expert on when mm-hmm. it, and, and and like it has nothing to do with what bathroom you use it has everything to do with science mm-hmm. and what a lot of people want to do is ignore science mm-hmm. and they just want to say well if she wants to be a woman she's a woman listen for all intents and purposes i 100% agree yeah any any person who feels like they're not who they are on the outside on the inside mm-hmm. I want them to be that person. Yeah. I want to fully. I am. I'm fully on board with all trans rights, uh, uh, LGBTQ um, issues, and everything like that. You know, I don't call myself an ally. You got to be called an ally. I think <laughs> by that community. Right. Exactly. So I'm not gonna call myself that. But can't be self-claimed. Yeah. But when it comes to science, and I'm not saying gender science or anything like that. I'm not here to argue that. But what I am whatever to, Ben Shapiro. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, because yeah, I fucking ugh, man. When he was on Joe Rogan, I was just, I was screaming at my <laughs> phone. I was just, you don't know what you're talking about. Um, but the fact of the matter is, this fighting, dude. This is right. fucking fighting. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, There's I mean, no amount of <clears throat> of of as estrogen that you can take, mm-hmm. makeup that you can put on. Or length of hair that you can grow out that's going to change the fact that you were born, built stronger than your opponents. Mm-hmm. Pretty much 98% of them. Yeah. I don't think that that's a hot take. I don't think that's a controversial mm-hmm. thing to say. Well, the thing that this article did that I didn't appreciate, and 
again, mind you, I, I read this uh, at, not even at a glance. I'd say I, I read the article, but I just didn't memorize it. So I could be wrong in this. Let me know if I am. Um, but what this article did was it it took Ronda Rousey's take on it, which wasn't from what I remember, it wasn't very offensive. It was just it was a take. It was like I don't I wouldn't want to fight a trans woman. There was one that I apparently got in this huge controversy with the UFC because uh, Dana White said that she would never be able to fight in the UFC because she's a trans woman. Yeah, and he wouldn't allow that within the UFC. Hmm. Uh, you know, based on that thought, not that he's anti-trans or whatever, but just because he doesn't scientifically believe that it's a fair fight, even if they're completely transitioned. Um, so hmm. she she said her she had her own take, but then. They also additionally took the take of another, a male UFC fighter who said in far less kind words, uh, something to the effect of, I don't, I would never want that to, to that doesn't make any sense. She's a freak. Uh, and yeah, no, that's, that's still a dude, bro. No. Even if you chop it, still a dude, oh, bro. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. So now, all right, and let me let me let me also say, just for the record, if I, I'm I'm talking about a person who is trying to pass themselves off as, you know, some somebody of a different gender without telling people it, like without being forthcoming about who they used to be, uh-huh. right? So, if Ronda Rousey was presented with a fight with somebody who was a trans person who had transitioned to being a woman mm-hmm. and they were ex- and they were told like look this person used to be a man they transitioned she identifies as a woman she wants to fight you if ronda's like bring it on i'm all for it dude right fucking let people fight yeah what i'm against is not telling anybody and then acting as if this is fair mm-hmm. it's not I mean, it's fair if two consenting adults want to do it, right? But it's not fair if you don't tell anybody. Or like in team sports, like in 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 high school athletics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there's big controversy about I think a wrestling. Yeah, there was a huge controversy about girl. that. Yeah, but if everybody knows and her opponents are like, "Fuck it, bring it on! I'll fight! Yeah. I'll fight her! Right? I'll fight him!" Then you know that's two consenting adults, not high schoolers, but you know what I'm saying. Like it's two <laughs> could people be who are like agreeing to do this, right, right, right. In the NBA or the WNBA, if somebody is a woman or a man, a transition to a woman, if everybody collectively agrees, like fuck it, mm-hmm. I'm I'm cool with this. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's trying to say that these two people are on equal footing, mm-hmm. which scientifically is not right. Yeah, it's just not correct. I'm not saying morally it's wrong. I'm just saying like. You can't mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it it becomes such a hard topic to even talk about, to even broach, because it is such a heated one and one that people feel so passionately about, rightly so. And it's just one of those things that I feel like when you start talking about, you know, this trans woman's not the same as this naturally born woman, it becomes almost it sounds derogatory yeah. to the trans woman. You know, it's like you're you're not the same thing like you're not you you, you can't be sci- scientifically you're not you know like that yeah, sounds yeah. De- defeating that sounds <laughs> like it, very it, limiting i understand though yeah. i you know i i yeah i i tend to agree with you actually on that point but i just think that it's it's hard to even broach because this is somebody's life and this is what somebody feels is right for them yeah. so telling them you'll never be what you feel like you are is tough yeah 
that's a rough way to to yeah no talk and, to somebody and that um you know that that's an interesting perspective because you you put yourself in that person's shoes and to have somebody like Dana White tell you you'll never be in the UFC you mm-hmm. have no you have zero chance because of what I believe mm-hmm. you have zero chance to fight in the UFC it's got to be hard right. definitely got to be especially hard. you're you're a trained fighter that's what you do that's what you want to do it doesn't right. matter if you are a man transitioning to a woman or vice versa like that's what you want to do mm-hmm. um, but I mean. I just think I think if if certain accommodations are made, then you can do that. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, well, like you're saying, I, maybe I just, why wouldn't I would say if I were Dana White in his shoes, I would say sure, as long as your opponent agrees. Yeah, if your opponent knows the situation and agrees to fight you, fuck it. Yeah. I don't think like you know we have to stop looking at trans people as like a fucking circus. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like. The reason that he doesn't want to do it is not just because of the scientific nah, scientific aspect of no, it, but because middle America. Yeah, that's he knows who his audience is, and mm-hmm. he doesn't want it to become a spectacle, which is ironic because <laughs> of how shitty he runs that company. But <laughs> right. it's neither here nor there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, like, that's pretty insulting to trans people to say, like, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that mostly because of the the controversy and the attention that you would bring which is not the attention that we want Mm -hmm. it's like oh because of the person that i am i can't do this thing because you basically they don't want to deal with it i don't want to put up with Mm -hmm. you know shitty human beings being shitty to you because now you're a liability yeah so it's like it's you know it's fucked it's fucked yeah and we're a long way away from uh getting to a point where it's not fucked no <laughs> we're we're a long way from unfucking this situation oh yeah i mean even in in middle america right now being gay is still looked at as being a freak show mm-hmm. in some small towns you know <clears throat> yeah well we started on a light topic <sighs> i gotta grab some beer yeah how about you do that <laughs> go run into the kitchen bus boy Ugh. i bet i bet you know how to do that don't you boy run into the kitchen Go get me my beer. Actually, I don't think he's ever been a fucking... He was never a waitstaff. He was a fucking... Um, uh, one of those people at the front who tells you where you sit. Because isn't that just like fucking Adam? To be like the guy at front, up front, showing his pretty pearly whites, and they walk up, and they're like... And he's the guy who fucking tells you where you need to sit down, but never fucking cleaning up anything or anything like that. It just seems like him, isn't it? Oh, these look nice. They do. Yes, they do. I stopped by uh, our old friends at Shamrock. Did you talk to anybody? I did not talk to anybody. Um, yeah, I kind of ran in, ran out. But, uh, yeah, they always have a good selection. Yeah. I will give them that. Yep, yep, yep. <clears throat> well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back. Yeah, it's, we're about 15 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> and sweating. <laughs> Yeah, really going for it. Really going for it. Really going for the controversial topics. But let's let's settle down a little yeah, bit. Yeah. We'd like to down. have fun here. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Let's get let's get into this haze. This hazy IPA. This is from the Ballast Point Brewing Company. It's the Oloha. Oloha. It's the Aloha. <laughs> Sculpt. Aloha. The Aloha. Uh, Aloha. Aloha Sculpin IPA. Um you know they have a uh they just they just they just made a lager too. Did you see that? Did they? Yeah. I know I haven't yeah. seen that. I was actually gonna grab that 
Hmm. Maybe we'll do it next week. Was it at uh, just like at Publix? I think it's at Publix. Interesting. Yeah. So we'll see how that we'll see how that goes. Uh, but we're not doing that tonight, obviously. <laughs> what we're doing is the Aloha Sculpin IPA from the Ballast Ballast Point Brewing Company. We've done Ballast Point before. Um, I called it Ballast Blast 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 That's a bunch right. of times. <laughs> oh my God, I remember that. So <clears throat> this is an award-winning IPA, ladies and gentlemen. So here is what it has on the label. You ready for a cold read? Here we go. With Aloha Sculpin, we use Brux. Bruxtois. Ooh, nice. Yeast to turn our award winning IPA into a tropical oasis with bright and refreshing notes of mango, pineapple, and guava. This yeast also adds a slight haze to the beer, creating a smooth mouthfeel to round out its juicy character. Simply put, this is paradise in the palm of your motherfucking hand. That wasn't too bad. That was all right. Good call to read. Add well, a little motherfucker in there. I had to. Because we're going to have a good time tonight. Mm-hmm. This is the One Baron Podcast. So remember when we had another hazy IPA? Yes. And I was like, I don't know what hazy means really. Just that it's cloudy. Yes. Maybe that's what it is. It's just uh, yeast. You think? Maybe. That's what they said about this one. Yeah. Could be. Also, um, whenever they try to go tropical, I've noticed that they use the same um, fruit notes. Mango, Hmm. pineapple, and guava. I see guava a lot in these like tropical IPAs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Yeah, I see that a lot. I see passion fruit a lot too. Yeah, passion fruit for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then there's the the grapefruit ones, which we yeah. Well, those are always pretty solid for sure. This is the One Beer and Podcast, the podcast with two brews. Crack open one brew and see where that one brew takes us. My name is Marco Dupa. For my illustrious, powerful, wonderful, amazing co-host Adam Obesius Rodriguez. I really love you. You don't have to keep saying stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep rubbing it in. Yeah, you rub I'm gonna it keep, in. I'm going to keep rubbing it yeah, out. Rub it in, rub uh, it out. This is episode 212. Thank two, you guys two. for joining us, listening to the podcast, supporting in the ways that you do. We appreciate all the love and support that you guys give us. It's awesome. Again, seeing any kind of ratings or kind words or uh, you know reposts mm-hmm. or listens, streams, downloads, gift all certificates, that shit. gift certificates, money orders, cashiers checks, merchandise, beer. free stuff, like free beer, yeah, free beer, any of those things. It's all welcomed here at the podcast. So mm-hmm. there you go. I haven't even let me take a sip of this. Yeah, beer. Take a sip of it. Take a sip. Of it. <laughs> oh, <coughs> that's actually not so bad. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, all right. Middle of the week. It's hump day. Hump day. As we, you guys know, record. We record on Wednesdays. Episode goes out the next day. Yeah. Oh man, I feel like I have uh, stories. I have so many <laughs> things to say, uh, and I, I like I'm. 
And just no will and, to say it. <laughs> like, just, you know, shit. So many things. The shit just happens. And you're like, that'll be fun to talk about, even mm-hmm. though, like, it kind of sucks. <laughs> uh, and, then, and then you just forget about it. I got to start, like, I got to keep, like, a journal with yeah, me or something. a little notepad. Yeah. I mean, the iPhone's good. But, the, yeah, the other thing is you don't want to, like, whip out your iPhone all the time. No. Because no, people, no. like, assume... I don't know. This is like people's perception, and like I don't really give a shit what people think about me. But then there is that like that kernel mm-hmm. of like self consciousness. Yeah. Like I try. I tell myself I don't give a shit what people think about me. But then like I'd say tw- I'd, I'd say there's like twenty five percent of me that's still kind of, of course kind of self conscious. Yeah. 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 And um, it manifests itself in weird ways, and one of those is like being perceived as somebody who's buried in their phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or just being a classic millennial. Yeah, always I, texting, always on Facebook. Exactly. And so when I when I like to 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 keep notes or something, like I'll I'll, I'll I'm in my phone a lot. You know, truth be told, fuck it, mm-hmm. I'm in my phone a lot. But yeah. a lot of it is, I'm writing lyrics down, I'm writing ideas down, uh-huh. I'm writing like stand up bits down. Yeah. Like I, you know, I'm I I have my notes app is full. Mm-hmm. My voice memos are. full full yeah so like i'm not you know i'm obviously on it as much as everybody else like on instagram and all that shit and you can look at your screen time on the new iphones they tell you like dude (laughs) you need to put this shit down um doing a lot but i just you know i just don't want to be perceived as that so i'd rather have like a physical journal Mm -hmm. but then that's so cumbersome and stupid well the thing that i found with physical journals is that whenever you okay so we write so little now right yeah. Physically, we write down stuff so so little. Yeah. Um that whenever you do write something down, it feels like it's supposed to be really important. <laughs> yeah. You know? So there've been a lot of times where I've been carrying around a notepad for a while. Mm-hmm. And I always give it up because whenever I do, I'll have a I'll have a little dumb idea that I might otherwise, you know, jot down in my phone or something or mm-hmm. you know, type up on a Google Doc real quick that I won't commit to paper. Because I, for some reason, I, like my brain has this prejudice against writing stuff down that's not good enough, mm. you know? Yeah. So it seems it's silly, it's silly, it's stupid, but maybe some of you guys out, out there have the same thing. Whenever I write something down, it has to be good. Mm. I and see what you're saying. Nothing's ever good I see enough, what you're saying. You know? Um, I mean, I don't have that same prejudice just because I've been writing in... in comp books writing in my book of rhymes all the right, words past right, the margin exactly so i mean i've torn out a lot of shit <laughs> and messed up the thread in the spine of the Ugh. composition book which really drives me fucking ape shit yeah um and i've scratched out whole pages mm-hmm. but everything gets written down yeah i think it helps i mean they say like you just got to keep writing yeah you know if yeah, you're yeah. a writer just keep writing and right. you know it's the hardest and, and easiest part of it is just keep doing it yeah because you're not um like it i don't know it's just like it makes you feel like like when you come up with something that's not good you're just like what the fuck am i doing you (laughs) know yeah yeah no that happens to me all the time is i'll have an idea that's lackluster and then i'll feel like that's all i ever have yeah you know yeah like you have one one not great idea and suddenly that's all you've ever done yeah it's like this book is filled with bullshit it's all sucks i suck Ugh. it's yeah it's like you know i don't know you're uh you know most creative people are also like 
the most sensitive people. Oh yeah, for you sure. Just read it back, and you're like, I used to when I was when I was younger, dude. I wouldn't show anybody anything. Mm. I wouldn't show anyone anything. I yeah. had I had books filled with songs, lyrics, ideas, all all kinds of stuff. And and yeah. my brothers, Dom especially, he'd he'd just be like, well, show me something. I'm like, it's not done yet. <laughs> it's, it's not, not ready. ready. Like the song had to be three verses, chorus, pre-chorus, bridge. Like it had to be fully Perfect. written out and rehearsed before I showed yeah. anybody. Because then I was confident in it. Right. But if it was just like a, a an idea. Mm-hmm. I, like I, I was just like, well, the, well, it's not, it's not fully realized yet. It's not like what I want it to be, so they, they can't hear it yet. It's not, it's not perfect. Which is so stupid. Yeah. You know, I wish, I wish when I was younger that like, I, uh, I wish I, you know, had the confidence in what I was doing at the time, even though it sucked. Yeah. Um, because if I did, you know, I, I think because Dom, you know. Dom is is my brother Dominic is I mean he's one of the greatest lyricists and 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 you can believe me because you know we're not like we're not like super close <laughs> um I love my brother but we're not like super close so I'm not I'm not you know he's not going to listen to this and be like right. thanks man like I'm just saying this because it's the truth he like the stuff that he comes up with I'm just like how <laughs> did you put those things together like that mm-hmm. like he's I mean, if we ever get to a point where we, I, you, any, if if we make it at any point, I, I'm put, I'm gonna do like a joint album with him just so that the world can hear mm-hmm. the genius that's like buried in Oviedo, Florida. <laughs> yeah. So it, I wish that I had shown him more stuff because I know mm-hmm. he would have just been, he would have been like, "That's trash. Do it like this." Right, right. It's like to get better. Yeah, and my fragile. You know, wear your feelings on your sleeve. When right. I was a child, I was really, really fragile. <laughs> I, was fucking, I was like, dude, I delicate. Don't, yeah. So I know that he would have crushed it, but also built it up. And the crushed it part, I couldn't handle. Yeah. So he just never heard a lot of this stuff. <laughs> Nobody did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like books of stuff no one heard. Yeah. I mean, that comes with time. Uh, unfortunately, some people, I mean, I shouldn't say unfortunately. Fortunately, some people have that confidence from a young age yeah. and have that experience of the writing, the creative experience where they're able to, you know, give something, show it to people and get constructive, hopefully criticism yeah. back from it. But most of us mere humans, mortals, uh, <laughs> don't have that at a young age, especially I'm, I'm fortunate that I'm in the industry I'm in because all of my work, all of my creative work is always held to the fire. Yeah. Every single time. There's not one thing that I do that's not criticized. Yeah. So, I mean, so you don't have a choice. You just yeah. have to Oh, that's it's part of the process. Yeah. You know, I will I'll get an assignment, I'll see what I have to write, I'll brainstorm, I'll write on it. I'll maybe get one other person to get eyes on it to make sure that I didn't have any mistakes. I'll send it into the creative director. He'll tell me what he thinks. Mm. I'll probably get another edit in. Send it back. See what he thinks again. If he likes it, okay. Then we move it on to the client who will then review that version of it. Yeah. If they don't like it, the entire thing starts again. Oh, God. So, you know, like that's literally, I would say a good majority of my time is being criticized. Mm. A lot of it's brainstorming. A lot of it's coming up with the idea. But a lot of it is also editing and 
basically just being told what I'm doing wrong. God, that's brutal. It is, but you know, it, it, it leads to better work, which is what you need in the end of the day. Yeah. And it leads to you having a thicker skin and being able to take more. Yeah. So that's, you know, you have to get tougher as a creative to be able to sustain that sort of that criticism, the sometimes harsh criticism and be able to say, you know what? Okay. Let me try again. Yeah. And keep it going. <clears throat> Definitely the the one thing that every creative person, hopefully, you know, hopefully some of the fans that we get are people who are like us who are creative people struggling yeah. with writing things and ideas that they're coming up with. Mm -hmm. The one thing that that I mean you hit the nail on the head like you, like getting tough skin. However you can do that if if you have to force yourself to go to open mics or showing people stuff that, you know, you're not that confident in mm -hmm. or you know ha uh, what you're going through is having layer upon layer of of bureaucracy almost mm -hmm. that you have to get through to get something approved like anything that's going to get you to a point where um you can take that criticism sometimes that's not constructive and you're able to compartmentalize those things yeah because like when i you know it, it again it took a really long time for me to even show people shit and then like when you're a musician people are fucking mean oh, yeah. bro they don't give a fuck yeah they'll just they because there's that especially now there's that layer of of uh anonymity that mm -hmm. it doesn't like it doesn't register how you're making people feel yeah so people will just say whatever the fuck they want and fortunately i've gotten a lot of positive feedback but mm -hmm. still like when you get that when you get somebody like oh this fucking sucks you're like, yeah oh it hurts. <laughs> you have to be able to. You have to be able to say, okay, all right. Who is this person? Why mm, do they mm. think it sucks? Yeah. Does it suck? Right, right, right. Like you know, because some people are just being honest, man. This shit sucks to them. Like, right. and you can't, you can't please everybody. Well, and, you know, it's it's one of the hardest things. I think I, I think I've said this before, but you know, excuse me if you've heard this story before. Whatever. But two hundred episodes in, we're gonna say some shit we've said before. What year is it? <laughs> um, I I feel like a big part of accepting criticism is also understanding where the criticism is coming from, too. So that means yeah, you definitely said that. Shut up! Don't say anymore. <laughs> just, shut, <laughs> just you're being yourself. Shut your mouth. You're being yourself. You're saying, you're saying it um, over and over and over again. But a lot of it, a lot of it, really is understanding who the person is and why they feel the way that they do. Yeah. So you know, if I I, I used to be really bad at this. I, I used to, whoever told me how they felt, I would take that to heart and I would I would try to make it better according to that person. You'd please that one person. Please that one person. Uh, I'm a people pleaser, so you know that's what I try to do. Oh, yeah, he is. But, mm, <laughs> uh, but I realized that's a mistake because mm. you need to also stay true to what you're trying to do have a have a vision, have a strategy in mind or whatever you're doing and also understand the people that you really should be listening to as far as teachers and mentors and you know find the people who get what you're going for. Yeah. And listen to them the most. Yeah. I I wouldn't say don't listen to everybody else, but listen and Oftentimes they will give you the harshest criticism because they know the most. Yeah. But you can't take that and and go to a bad place with it. You have to take it in stride and realize that 
those people are the ones that you need to learn the most from because they know what they're talking about. No, I mean, you, you, you hit the nail on the head again, bro. That's exactly it, though. Find, find, the, people who, find the people who can maybe see what you're presenting. Because, mm-hmm. like, there are going to be... I mean, it's a big fucking world, man. Yeah. 7.7 billion people on this planet. You know what I'm saying? Like Thanos is right. <laughs> some some of y'all gotta go, and it's anybody who doesn't like my music, you gotta <laughs> go. No, I mean you're you're uh, you you're going to even if you even if ten thousand people tell you that the shit is trash, think about that. Think about that number. Mm-hmm. That is so small when yeah. it comes to who could like your stuff. Now, I mean, obviously, if it's like a fucking consensus, every person you talk to tells you it's trash, you might want to think about that. Right, right, But right. what you're saying is true is like the people who understand your vision or can kind of at least see it a little bit, mm-hmm. they can tell you like, yeah, it's trash now, but I get what you're going for. Try right. to do it like this and maybe what you're trying to say is clearer. If mm-hmm. it, But it, it really does fall down to you having a clearer voice and clearer perspective on yeah. who you are. Because you you can't, you cannot have a clear perspective on yourself. Yeah, you can't. It's impossible. Yeah, it's very hard. Even looking in a mirror, you're looking at a reflection of yourself. Yeah, that's not you. Nobody sees you like other people. Mm. So you need to take that criticism, advice, whatever it is, as long as it's from a trusted source. Yeah. Even if it's not, maybe you can glean something from a, a wider point of view oh yeah i take even even the 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 shit that i'm like what does that mean Mm -hmm. like i I still try to pull something Something. from it yeah right because i mean if not then that criticism was for nothing yeah you know like you you have to try to get whatever you can out of out of the criticism because you know people will say stuff it's gonna hurt sometimes you might as well learn from it yeah yeah but the other thing is don't be you know don't be fucking blind to you know, if something's not working, mm-hmm. you, don't, you don't just keep bashing it over people's heads. <clears throat> excuse me, people's heads because you, you are like, do it. yeah, like no, you're gonna like this. It's right. like, dude, it sucks. Just right. like, just try something else. Well, be open. Yeah, be open. Be open to change. Be open to criticism. Be open to everything. Really, yeah, that's the thing. Is people don't people aren't that people don't want to hear that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, they want. It's funny. Um, because this kind of goes along with the conversation that's being had on Twitter. Um, last week, or last episode, uh, I talked about Lizzo and how much I love her album. Right. And she got one bad review from Pitchfork. And we, talk, we talked we about did. this. We, we did. We talked about yeah, this. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so. Um, uh, she had this rant about, uh, you know, people, some people shouldn't. Review. The, the people she said that she she doesn't want to hear anybody criticizing her stuff if they're not musicians an artist, also. Right, right, right. Like you have to be an artistic person to, to get criticize. This. Yeah. And it kind of opened up the floodgates for a conversation between herself and um criticism. Uh and I say criticism as in like the industry of criticism, critics, right. um journalists, writers, people like that who um like DJ Booth uh-huh. On Twitter, they they took that shit super personal, really took it to heart. They like wrote a think piece on it and everything, and I read it and it was pretty interesting. Hmm. It was just about you know how I mean critics critics look at their criticism as art, and some people don't look at criticism like that. They don't see it as well. An even art if it's form. even if it's not art, it's work. <laughs> 
It's definitely work. It's work. For sure. I mean, I, I did it. I've talked about it on a podcast. I did it for, I did it for, um, I don't know, three, four months. I was like a professional uh, critic. critic. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. Now you just do it for fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wish I could do it for, for a living. It was fun. I mean, it was mm-hmm. stressful, but it, you know, I didn't have, it was for a good website, but it wasn't a website that like had the, the reach of like, pitchfork obviously not pitchfork and mm-hmm. you know so it wasn't as if like they let's put it this way <clears throat> the artists that i criticized could have seen it but probably didn't yeah <laughs> they because it was it was high enough platform that it probably would have made it to their wiki page yeah but they probably didn't see it because yeah. it wasn't that important you website. never know um, but either way i get from that perspective of somebody going like look man i, I put i put the work in i don't know if i'd go so far as to call it art Mm -hmm. ah but 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 then again i mean art is so loosely defined it's like it's kind of hard to say that it's not i I mean i'm not going to take a hard line on it and say it's not but yeah i i think i will i will take a hard line and say say it's it's not not art it's i mean it's art criticism is important but it within itself is not art. I yeah. wouldn't call it art. I mean, you can inject art into it. You know, mm-hmm. you can make a really eloquent uh, uh, statement on something and something very deep. But the fact of the matter is, it's it is journalism. It's work. It's so. Do you think that any kind of journalism could be art? <sighs> I mean, you kind of blur the line when you come into this. Like, I mean, for instance, like the uh, the Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, uh, what was it? Hell's Angels. Yeah, is originally a piece of journalism. It was an article that ran. Yeah. So that's technically journalism. Would I consider that art? Yeah, I'd consider it art. So it's, it's a novel. You mm-hmm. know, it, it it was turned into something greater than the sum of its parts. Um, yeah. I I guess the same concept goes with even his uh, Fear and Loathing mm-hmm. started as an article on a, a race and it became this this piece of art. Do I think that every Sports Illustrated article is art? No, I don't. I think it has yeah. the. I I think I think that journalism. I think that any kind of writing has the potential of becoming art. So there's rules. Yeah, I I think there's a. Uh, you know, a lot of people say art's like porn. Like you know it when you see it. Mm. So I think that's there's not a hard and fast rule for what's art and what's not. But I think that the majority of journalism is not art. Yeah. I think it's the criticism of art, and that's not a detriment to it. That's not, that's not me talking down to journalism. I respect journalism, but I just think it's, it's own unique thing that yeah. doesn't need to be put on this pedestal of art it is the deconstruction of art. It helps inform us about art, you know? So I, yeah. I think that's its own thing. I think that for the majority of, of what it is, I think that's its own thing. That's a pretty eloquent way of putting it. Uh, I think was the, this art? DJ Boo. <laughs> everything you do is art. Man. Thank you. I think DJ. You just Booth go on Twitter. Would, uh, is huh? it is it art? Yeah, I just ask the art decoder. Right. If it's art. Yeah. I I love that page. Me too. Me too. I've 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 uh, I've mentioned him a couple times and and he'll jump in. And, yeah, uh, I saw. I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> so is pretty, this art? Yeah. It's pretty cool. He'll he'll jump in there. And then somebody was like. He never gives a not art. I'm like, he gives not arts all the time. <laughs> it's just you don't see them right. because they're always shitty tweets mm-hmm. that get deleted. Yeah. Or the page gets They suspended. get embarrassed. Yeah. Or they're like, oh, fuck. You, yeah. I brought a lot of attention to myself with mm-hmm. this. But 
I, I love weird shit like that where this guy's just like, I'm going to go around and like the internet and yeah. decide if stuff's art or not. Somebody was like, they asked the art decoder. They were like, should I, I'm, I kind of feel like I want to create a page that's journalism or not journalism mm. to kind of combat this fake news cycle. Not just the fake news, but like, you know, journalism itself. Like it, the way that this is written, is this right. fucking journalism or right. is, this, is this like a stink piece? Like mm. a fucking, you know, yeah. clickbait. Propaganda. Yeah, basically. Yeah. And, and all he responded with was art. <laughs> I was like, that's that's pretty glowing yeah. <laughs> response to it's what all you you're need. saying. Yeah, it's either art or not art, man. Which I think is uh, an incredible idea, by the way. It really to, is. You know, <laughs> it's so simple. It is. Yeah. Uh, um. So, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, the the. I think maybe. I think because of the structured way that uh, criticism is presented to us, that it that. You know, it's it's a very by the numbers, um, and it's always in you know magazines or or websites or what yeah. have you. But the way that and uh, a review could be written, if it's eloquent enough and descriptive enough, the imagery that they use, the way that they describe the music, I don't know. I mean, I think that's touching something that could be considered art mm. when you read it, and you don't even have to listen to the music to understand. Like, wow, I heard it. Through this person's words, which is rare, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But I have written reviews. I mean, not written reviews. That would be patting <laughs> myself on the back. I've read reviews where I was like, whoa, mm-hmm. I really get it without yeah. even listening to the record. <clears throat> and then you listen to the record and you're like, dude, they, mm-hmm. they fucking nailed that shit. Yeah. That's very rare. Yeah. But it happens. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like for me, uh, when I when I start to see that, uh, a critic or uh, even just a, a regular journalist talking about uh, basically storytelling. Whenever we start to get into storytelling, when you get into, you know, them, uh, whether it's like, you know, behind line, enemy lines in a war, or, uh, you know, talking about their personal life experiences and something and like bringing something that gonzo journalism, especially that's why I bring up Hunter S. Thompson so much. Yeah. Um, that especially where like the, the journalist becomes part of the piece like that I can see is definitely being art. Yeah. A lot of so the time. Anything outside of just being as inf- <clears throat> excuse me, as informative as possible. Like cuz journalism is should be. Right. I mean 2019 we don't know what the fuck it is, <laughs> but it should be this is what happened. Give us the information, yeah. That's it. Yeah, just right? the facts, ma'am. That's it. Exactly. Right. And uh, the fa- and so yeah, I could see why you look at that and go, "Well, that's not art." Mm-hmm. That's that's the disbursement of information. Right, That's right, all right. that is. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, obviously, opinions opinions lead to personal discussion, personal uh, uh, personal opinions. Yeah. So, I guess a review could seep into that line, but in its heart, a review should be about the art it's being, that's being reviewed. Yeah. So, so, it's still about a factual, but they are opining on it. Yeah. You know, critics are always... Yeah, of Just course they they bring they, yeah they bring their own thing to so it. So they That's are always the they are bringing their perspective to it. So yeah. in that regard, it could be considered art just for the simple fact that they're giving their perspective, their personal perspective on that thing. You know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> let me get back to the Lizzo thing real quick because the point I was making was no, well, it wasn't the point I was making, but what I was just trying to get at was um, it started this conversation about artists being sensitive to criticism 
a thing that's been going on for as long as art has been going <laughs> right. on. And Since for, somebody walked out of a silent movie going, that sucked. <laughs> exactly. And uh, um, they were the point that um, DJ Booth was making was like, artists now are looking at reviews. Oh, hey, get that out of your fucking mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I like chewing poison. Um, artists are looking at uh, reviews mm-hmm. as part of their PR. And it's not. It's like, no, dude. No. Um, your album was sent to me two weeks before it was supposed to come out. I listened to it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't like it. Right. That's it. Well, that's see, that's, that's what's so powerful about third-party reviews, right? This person has nothing to gain from giving you a good review. Yeah. Right? So they give you their honest opinion. They may love it. They may hate it. They may be somewhere in the middle. But whatever their review is, if it's glowing, that is something that you can hang up on your wall. Mm-hmm. You can say this person who I'm is not on my uh, uh, was it uh, playlist. Yeah. Uh, gave me a favorable review. Yeah. That means something. That means more than your, anything your PR team can come up with. It's the same thing in in marketing. If you have a legitimate. Uh, quote from somebody who actually used the product Mm. um that means a ton that but that's exactly it isn't it Uh uh-huh the fact of the matter is glowing reviews are huge for your pr sure but if you don't get them you can't blame the reviewer but they do though they shouldn't thing is a lot of artists whenever they don't get a good review they go Eh, fuck them. They don't understand it. They don't right. get it. You know, it's not it's not for them. It's for the people. Right. But when they get a good review, it's like, look at what Pitchfork said yeah. about me. And it's like, look at my Rotten Tomato score. Hypocrite. Yeah, yeah, dude. They advertise the shit out of their Rotten right. Tomato scores when they're fresh. But when they're not fresh, oh, it, like, I mean, oh, fuck that it's, website. It's almost funny. It's almost funny. It's hilarious. Because especially with movies, you always see whenever a movie gets panned, what what do the actors say? In the in their little PR tents. Wow. I mean, you know, we made it for the fans. Exactly. That's all people. it is. It's not for the critics. It's for you guys. Yeah. So go out and see it. How about that? Yeah. But when they get good reviews, what they they remember the good. Fun. Yep. They probably remember the bad ones too. But they'll man, I you know, you listen to some of these actors and they'll know who fucking wrote the review yeah. and everything. They'll tell you, oh yeah, it was this New York New York Times article by uh, it was like a, a, a Chad Smith and he wrote it. It's like motherfucker, you know who it is. <laughs> Don't try to act like you were just pulling that out of the ether. Is you it, know, isn't Chad Smith and Red Hot Peppers? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I guess that name's like the whitest name I could think of. And I mean, Chad Smith's like the whitest dude. That worked. Yeah, that's good. Red Hot Chili Peppers filled with just like super white people. It's true. It's true. <laughs> just, um, so yeah, I mean, they 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 love to hear it when it's good. When it's bad, they're like, oh, critics don't know shit. I will say, I think that, I think. I don't necessarily agree that you know you shouldn't be allowed to criticize something if you haven't done it before. Of course not. That's such an asinine argument. It is. I will say though, I do agree slightly that it definitely informs your opinion enough that if you're somebody who's done it before, I respect your opinion more than somebody who hasn't, especially yeah. when it comes to any kind of like any any kind of physical thing. Yeah. Any kind of sports, 
I don't yeah. want. I want like uh, this is off topic, obviously, but like for the UFC, for instance, every judge for fighting fight for combat sports in general, mm-hmm. every judge should be a former that thing. If it's boxing, they should all be former boxers. Right. If it's the if it's MMA, they should all be former former or current mixed martial artists. Yeah. Music's a little different. You just, I mean, you just know what you like, and mm-hmm. and and if people like your, and that's the thing we've talked about this before is like, um, uh, getting to know a writer, mm-hmm. and then going, okay, I know what this guy likes and what he doesn't like. Yeah. So when he says it was about video game uh, journalism, right, and and getting to know that person and going, okay, well, I know they're not gonna like Pokemon, so I'm not gonna read their review about Pokemon because they fucking hate pokemon anyway so yeah. i'm not gonna read the review about it and i you know i feel like a lot of a lot of sites know that and try not to give a, a critic a subject that they actively don't know a lot about or yeah. don't like because that's not an informed criticism that's a, that's criticism from somebody who would never enjoy that thing yeah and that's not really who you're supposed to be talking to necessarily it's it's most likely somebody who knows about this enough to look it up you know i i I think that we should get i think we should do things where it's like it's more of a consensus than anything else like the source i'm 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 this i know so much about the source i just loved oh we know yeah you said right about it but i'm i'm working on i think i'm gonna do like a I think that's going to be the start of my video series, which... Okay. Anyway. Keep that on the hush. Yeah, yeah, keep that on the hush, hush. But uh, what they used to do, and what I think a lot of rap magazines used to do, actually, is three people would give it a score. Yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's so what you saw is not Chad Smith's review. Right, just one dude. Or his, or his score, or any, anyway. It's his review, but it's not his score. Yeah. It's three people's score. Mm-hmm. And they put it together, and they go, okay, that's... That this is that we give this four and a half mics because you yep. gave it four, he gave it five, and mm-hmm. did a tiebreaker, whatever, yeah. right? And I I like that more than just going to one person and mm-hmm. saying what do you what think, do you think of this? Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this: <clears throat> what What do you think about the conversation of um, getting rid of scores? Um, yes, any I was, kind I was of about numbers. to bring that up. Yeah. Um, any I kind th- of number stars a blah blah. You just read the review. No number, just read the review. As a writer, I understand completely and selfishly back that idea. However, as an avid reader of criticism, uh, I don't like it. Because what the numbers do is it allows you to get a quick glance of what the person thought. Now, the problem with that is that a lot of people don't go back and read the full review. So you don't get the context. You don't get the nuance of what this reviewer spent hours upon hours trying to figure out and trying to trying to vocalize and, and share with you this this fully nuanced like this is what I liked. This is why I didn't like so much. Here's my summary of what I fully think of this thing, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, tons of people. What do they do? Directly to the bottom of the page. Go straight to the review. Try to look at the number. That's it. And or, that's what yeah, they the base number. it off of. That's yeah. what they base it off of, which sucks. So there's a lot of review sites that have gone away with that now. And they're like, if you want to know what we thought about it, read. Yeah. Which is in a way selfish because it's saying we're going to make this 
harder for you to digest. But in another sense, it's like, yeah, our writers spent a lot of time trying to make this as uh, eloquently said as possible and trying to give you as much detail as possible. And trying to trying to really boil it down to what you need to know about this thing before you buy it, before you watch it, before you listen to it. So give them a little respect and read a little bit. See, see, and that's that's the thing. Is like a, people don't people don't respect the work that anybody else puts in. Like the general public, if you ask a person how they feel about you know what this person did then they'll tell you like well i I understand that they put a lot of work in but the general public once you're in a mass of humans Mm -hmm. and you can mask your voice behind how many human beings are around you yeah you can say how you really feel which is that you don't give a shit how long it took me to write this you don't give a shit how long it took me to fucking um come up with these things like music for instance or, or writing like you know we work on I mean, we've we've we always theorize and work on things that we we work whatever. Uh-huh. Just anything that you're putting the time into, even if you just wrote the script to something, mm-hmm. like that took time, that took energy, Tons. that yeah. took it took a lot out of you to do that thing, and you just want people to respect the amount of time that you put into it. But the problem is they don't. And that's the thing with criticism and having a score on there is like. Mm-hmm. You're giving somebody an easy way out. Yeah. If I give something an A or five stars, why they don't need to read the review. Right, they right. go, whoa, they really liked it. Right. I'm done with that's this. That's it. Good. Yeah. That's it. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, that's that's uh, an inherent trait in people. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's 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 a selfishness with anything that we consume. Anything. It, Any, it, it, food. Food. Yeah, so it's like food. Uh, you don't care where it came from. You just want to know if it tastes good or not. Yeah, and if it tastes bad, you're like, who the fuck did right. this? But if it tastes good, how many times have you given your compliments to the chef? No. I don't know. Doesn't happen. <laughs> who doesn't? Nobody doesn't does that shit. No, no, no. But they should. They should. Yeah, they yeah. should. That's why you know I, I back that entire kind of cheesy uh, movement on Twitter of like thanking the people who made the things that you enjoy. You know, yeah, it seems unnatural. It seems cheesy. It seems weird. But, you know, you never know when that can actually affect somebody who did something you really liked. And the thing is, it does, man. Yeah. Read any time somebody, a celebrity or a creative person responds to any of that shit. Mm -hmm. You can see like it it, it really touches like uh, I was just reading. It's funny you say that because I was just on um, Dan Harmon's Mm -hmm. Instagram and somebody commented on one of his things that had nothing to do with any of his stuff and um the guy was just like hey man thanks for creating my two favorite shows um i have nothing to offer other than you know thank, <laughs> thank you. you yeah and dan Harmon responded and he was like that's more than enough mm-hmm. i really appreciate that you said that yeah thank you yeah and, and nine times out of ten that's all people want obviously yeah. the money is good too. of course yeah when it comes down to it if you're a creative person all you really want is is like you want affirmation not just affirmation but like the you want people to have given you at least a fraction of the time that you gave them Mm -hmm. to present them with something that you think is fucking cool like if you write a, a song or if you write a script or a short story or anything any creative thing that you do you know it's just nice when somebody like gives you back the time that you gave them yeah and it's they, a relationship and, like that yeah and yeah. and when they can tell you something like 
specific about it or just appreciate they're like oh this is not my cup of tea but it's dope that you did that That, that's still even if they don't like it yeah hearing something like that is still like well seeing how somebody could appreciate it yeah it's like that's that's cool it makes you want to get better it makes you want to keep doing it it's like well at least i know that this person like fucking gave a shit enough to check it out yeah he didn't like it it's not sucks but yeah yeah for me what i think about a lot is Actually, kind of tying it back to what we were talking about at the the top of this podcast, uh, not not transgender rights, but <laughs> that was, yeah, about being That's like a hump we're gonna have to get over. I hope people get to this part. <laughs> I really do. I really do too. We like to make it hard for people. This is yeah. the uh, the dark souls of podcasts. <laughs> very high, very high yeah. hill. Yeah, it's worth past. it. It's worth it. Um, the way that I see it is is basically what we were talking about at the beginning, which is being creative is. A, a lot of criticism, a lot of strife, a lot of hard times, a lot of doubting yourself and your vision and, you know, just kind of uh, running through the muck, essentially, of, of the creative process. And that's true, I, I feel, of every creative, even the most successful creatives. You know, you talk to maybe Spielberg or something and, you know, you tell him how much uh, Amistad meant to you and... I guarantee he's going to say thank you. That makes me feel really good. I yeah. appreciate that. Because as a creative, I I think that we're all looking for affirmation that we are doing something good. Yeah. What we did was good. It affected somebody. It meant Some, something to somebody. It meant something to somebody. You're not just, you know, throwing this into the void. Yeah. Obviously, millions of dollars in box office will do that for you too. That's pretty good validation. But it's different when you have a one-on-one contact with somebody that says hey this one thing you did is really special to me thank you for doing it yeah goodbye yeah you know like that that means something and that's why we ask you all to review our podcast (laughs) beautifully done thank you beautifully segues yes very good very good (sighs) so um yeah i think that's i think that's pretty much it i think baby up yeah motherfucking review Mm-hmm. Speaking of reviews and being critics and blah blah blah, <laughs> here we go. Uh huh. Um, tonight's brew was from the Ballast Point Brewing Company. It is their Aloha Sculpin IPA. It was a hazy India Pale Ale. I actually didn't say the ABV on this one. You did not. Do you know what it is? Uh, I think it's seven, seven percent. Mm-hmm. I believe it is. Yes, 7%. it is seven percent on the yeah. dot. Bam. Um, what you think, bro? I liked it. Hey, um, beer number two. I'm on beer number two. Let me let me get one more little. Yeah, I mean, this is exactly what I I figured it would be, and I'm glad I got it. Um, and, um that's how we taste beer. Um, yeah, I, I, in the long line of Sculpins, I'm I'm personally a fan of their Sculpin line. Of beers, uh, this one's another solid entry. Uh, I like the tropical flavors. It's not too overpowering. Still has a bit of a uh, IPA kick to it. Uh, I I I enjoy this one a good amount. Quite a bit. I'm gonna give it a four point five. Four point five. It's good extremely score. solid. Very good score. I was thinking about it myself. Do I want to do it? I don't know. <laughs> he, oh, he, he, he really he gave it a one. <laughs> Frank's a dog, by the way. Hopefully, they know that. I would hope so. We, we posted him flying yeah. this past weekend. 
Yeah, that was Frankie, and he was fine, by the way. He was, yeah, he's great. Anybody who saw that and was worried about it, he's fine. He guys, likes it. Guys, he's he's dead. He's actually a stuffed <laughs> dog that Marco continues to pet. What is that? Uh, taxidermy. Yes, yeah, he's been taxidermied. No, he. Uh, I, you, you're a witness to this. I throw him in the air, and then he comes back. Yeah, he wants it. it. Yeah, it makes me cringe every single time. Mm-hmm. Butthole puckers right up. I got the hands. I got All right, him. for now. One day. Except for that one time you threw him. I didn't throw him. He jumped out of my <laughs> Listen, arms. we're not going to talk about this in the air. What do you think about the beer? I would... Mm, man, I really don't want to give it the same score because I <laughs> just, just would like to do Contrarian. different. I would, but I can't. I'm going to give yeah. it four and a half, too. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 just really really solid. I mm-hmm. don't I don't think it would be fair to give it just a four. I think mm-hmm. it's better than that. Yeah. Um, but keeping it a five is like saying it's like a fucking well, next it, level. It needs IPA. to it, for five. It needs to go above and beyond. Yeah. And, and this, this does not. No. But it's great. It it's still really it's good. To do. It's yeah. good. It's very very good. Yeah. But it's not something where I'm like I gotta we gotta go out to the store right now buy as many as possible. Shit. No. But it's very good. It's very good. It's very good. Don't want to sell it short, mm-hmm. which I don't think a four and a half does. Absolutely not. It's great. So, four and a half for myself, four and a half for you, sir. Yes, sir. This has been the One Baron Podcast for myself, Marco Duba, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Hey, thanks some artists and stuff. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer. Like, share, and subscribe. Yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. On all the podcasty websites. All of them. We're on all of them. All of them. And have a beautiful week. We love you. Oh, stupid.